0: I promise that in his podcast, we will interview guests from all sectors. So we're today with uh, Paul Crosby, a senior fund manager in commercial property for a large international firm, but mostly Paul is also my husband, the man who has to keep up every day. There's all my new stories and ideas. He's also an amazing father to our three kids. Uh, but mostly, and for the purpose of this interview today, he is an amazing networker. and this is why I'm delighted to welcome him to this podcast today. Hi, Paul, Thank you very much for joining me today. Not that you had very far to go to come to my little studio.
1: No, Thanks for inviting me and uh, I appreciate your choices are limited during this lockdown but uh, <laughs> thank you for thinking of me.
0: No you were definitely top of the list I have to say. Um, I gave a little bit of an introduction about your who you are, what you do. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention before we get going? Uh,
1: look I think that was a really kind summary so thank you for that. Uh, just to be clear I am a, uh, a fund manager Which means that I invest in commercial real estate. Um, I work for one of the uh, FTSE One Hundred investment manager, and effectively that means that I invest my clients' money into commercial real estate and extract and enhance value through active asset management.
0: Okay, okay. I think I think we we sort of got that. (laughs) I'm hoping. No, thank you for just telling us a bit more. As you know, this podcast, as you know very well, because this is something that you've worked um, on with me for the past few weeks, Um, this podcast is all about the power of networking and human connection. I'd love, and I've said to everyone, I will invite guests from various backgrounds, various sectors, so we are going to speak to people very senior within the journalist world, within communication world, within marketing, Um, and obviously you're more in the finance sector. Can I ask you a question about networking and can you tell us how do you network?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, I think first of all, I would say that I'm, you know, I'm fascinated by human behavior and and I'm a strong believer in the power of connection. So um, and I'm fortunate that in my professional role um, enables me to both travel, but also interact with a variety of different personalities. So I do network. I do have to network for my Professional life mm-hmm. um, it's perhaps something that i 've become more used to as one gets older, um, but I suppose if you're asking you know what sort of networking I do, I would sort of say that traditionally the majority of networking in my industry my sector of of real estate but also with finance tends to be um, based around lunches and dinners it's quite male dominated yes um and people won't mind me saying that sometimes it can be quite dull now increasingly i feel that networking has evolved and has become more an experience based or an activity based with an element of education attached to it Mm -hmm. and certainly that's My preference,
0: anyway. That's what we've experienced in our field as well. I don't know if you recall, but I think just before the lockdown, we were both invited to this Brumhall magazine, this beautiful luxury title, which was celebrating their sort of fifth anniversary, if I recall well. Um, And this was in the city. So I asked you to come along with me just to meet a few people. And both of us were quite surprised. So I think the event was... um, I had a bit of an experience
1: attached to it. Yeah, I'd use that as a really good example of excellent networking, an excellent event. If you start with the venue, it was a very intimate venue. Um, Casual seating, small numbers in the sense that I think there were probably only about 100, 150 of us. And the keynote speaker was a was a journalist, uh, well, amongst other things, he's a journalist um, called Philip Collins. Oh yes, <laughs> who is probably best known for being Tony Blair's speechwriter. So he mm. gave a, as I say, a very intimate uh, in depth speech, but also followed up with some question and answers and i I found that really interesting, really valuable and certainly different to what I'm used to in terms of my network.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think this is exactly the sort of event we are as a PR agency, as always well my other job, I guess was Clementine, we're trying to brainstorm all the time to provide something different for the guests. Um, perhaps not different, but uh, interactive or create an experience so guests can remember the events. Um, we have in our industry, we have event perhaps every night of the week. And as you said, like yourself, we need to be quite selective on the event we attend. Um, and what would be your tip? What do you do for networking? Do you get ready? Um, are you trying? Do you have a tactics? Or are you just going with the flow?
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I think maybe when I was younger and, and a bit more um, growing my career, there was a tendency to be strategic in advance and and get a list of of attendees and the people you want to speak to I think as I've got older I feel I am more discerning and therefore I will not accept every single invite because as you quite rightly say you'd probably be busy most nights of the week Mm. Um, the networking that interests me is something that is either activity based or or has an educational element as I say so those are the ones that tend to appeal to me. Um, And I think, I don't think there's any necessary tactic for people when they attend these events. All I would recommend is that they, people are themselves, they're honest, transparent, they ask questions. Um, You may find, and, and bear in mind, I have to travel a lot for work and attend these large scale events in, in, in different cities. And you'll probably find a lot of people are in the same boat. They're, grabbing a drink and, and feeling slightly awkward until someone comes to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. So don't be afraid to break the ice, um, ask a question. And, and I come back to the point about the keynote speaker. If you have a good educational element or a good keynote speaker, the, the icebreaker could be, oh, isn't that a fascinating uh, Philip Collins? Wasn't that a mm. uh, fantastic speech by him? And it, immediately you've got some sort of connection with that individual. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel the same for, for me in uh, networking events. Um, it could be very daunting to arrive in a room where you don't know anyone. Um, and if you have had a, an icebreaker yes. like, like this chap who was there for this event, is fabulous. If not, I think it's um it's to be humble and, and give everybody a chance and think that everybody's in the same boat. Um, yes. So go with... Um, with the hat on thinking I will try to meet as many people as I can and I will talk to these people and try to understand why they're here, what they do. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy for everyone. I have to admit. Yeah. I
1: I think that, I mean, that's a lesson for me as well. What I would say is I can, as I say, I am quite selective and fussy about what I attend. Mm. And if I know people, there is perhaps a tendency to stick to those people, you know, so maybe that's a lesson (laughs) for me as well to keep the doors open for new contacts. Um, and, and and be open and welcoming. And hey, if anything that this current lockdown teaches us, it is the um, you know the power of human connectivity. And, and um, perhaps we shouldn't take it for granted uh, anymore. Uh,
0: absolutely. Well, actually, we talk about human connection at the moment quite a lot. Um, how do you manage at the moment?
1: Yes, I mean, look, it's it's very difficult. Um, it's very challenging at the moment, uh, increased levels of uncertainty, mm. I would say. So from a professional point of view and from a work point of view, it is challenging and it's challenging um, whatever the sector you're in. Some sectors are, are, are affected more than others. Yes. I think, you know, from a from a day to day business point of view, I should say, as you have done yourself, um, we are fully prepared in, in advance to work from anywhere. So we've fully embraced agile working. Um, But that's not to say that that is not without its challenges. Um, Managing people is a challenge remotely. Um, Staying motivated is a challenge. I think we'll all accept, but also we're all juggling different things in our lives. We are trying to educate our children. We're trying to manage the house. whilst keeping, and um, you know, you're running a successful business and I'm trying to um, operate effectively from home. So it's, it's, I think everyone accepts uh, the most people accept that that is a challenge at the moment.
0: But how do you how do you keep in touch with your with your team? Do you have obviously you're quite a senior in your role now? Do you have a uh, do you have a, a way of managing your team so they still see you through calls? Um, they know that they can rely on you in a certain way. Um, I feel more than ever this human touch is is necessary. What's your what's your tip there?
1: Yeah, I think if and and, and that's something that I think I should perhaps pick up from you. I think you are doing it far better with your staff than I am in terms of there is a difference between picking up the telephone and speaking to your staff mm-hmm. or your colleagues. Whereas if there is a face-to-face contact, whether it's Zoom, Skype, or, or Microsoft Teams with, yes. a, with a video camera, that suddenly takes it up a notch. It suddenly becomes more professional, I think. I think you're very good at that with your team. I probably need to introduce that a bit more because I'm, uh, at the moment, the answer is I'm just holding telephone calls.
0: Yeah, well, I think the the main be- difference between between you obviously, your company is, is rather large, and when you have ConfCore, you seem to be 50 or 100 people on it. So clearly, no one really see where you are, the the background of your study, or, or or if you have kids running around. Whereas for us, we're in a company under ten staff. Clearly, when we speak to each other, there's no secrets. You know, people have seen my house. They've seen my three yeah. kids running around like mad. Um, but that's true. It, it, we we've set up these very early calls with everyone, and it's just nice to say hello in the morning, to have a little hi. You know, how are you today? It, it's another day. Let's let's keep working. Let's keep fighting. We'll walk go through this all together. Um, I do like this personal little contact that we have. Um, but what I'm feeling quite reassure is when we speak to a member of the team and you are quite involved with Clementine sometimes as well, is that you know despite uh, them working enjoying working from home and getting on with the current situation, which is not easy, definitely when you're first with well, the first job for you, they look forward to come back to the office. And and the discussion we had last week was quite pleasing in a way that People wanted to go back. They wanted to brainstorm. They wanted to be around the table all together. They wanted to crack this little joke and not pick up the phone and wait two hours for someone to react to something. Um, and that proximity is definitely, they're, they're missing that proximity. And for me, they're really, it's quite important. And yeah. I'm glad.
1: Yeah, look, I think that, I mean, that's fascinating for me. So clearly as it, it, I build real estate. I own offices and refurbished offices so for me to hear that from a much younger generation your staff um, whether we can parcel them up as millennials but they're definitely a lot long, younger than than I am to hear from them that they cannot wait to get back to your office they miss the buzz they miss mm. the environment of your office I think is you know firstly it's credit to you for the culture that you've created at your office because it comes from the top but also it's reassuring that some of this negativity that we're hearing that this is the death of the office. Everyone's going to work from home from now on because we've realized that we can do so. I personally don't buy into that because that is not my personal preference, mm. but I'm reassured to hear that from a much younger generation as well.
0: No, no, absolutely. Um, a topic which we haven't quite, well, actually before we move on to something else, talking about networking just to finish on that, a human connection, um, uh, I know you attend lots of events. You are traveling as well a lot. Do you feel, and it's, I don't think I've asked you this question before. Sorry, it's a bit unprompted. Um, when you travel the world and you go to events in Asia, you go to events in, so you went to Japan recently, you went to Canada. You know, no. Canada. <laughs> um, do we feel in Europe we have a different way of networking or do we find that throughout the world is this power of connection, just the power of getting to know someone and giving someone a chance and it's the same theory throughout the world would you feel we do things a little bit differently over here
1: I think um, <clears throat> I think the UK possibly is a little bit more reserved in nature um, whenever I visited North America you can imagine that the North Americans are very um, confident and open and, <laughs> um, I can remember clearly a guy when I was in Toronto a chap from Brooklyn who marched over and introduced me with his business card was sort of within 10 seconds that's not (laughs) the British way Um, my manner is more to try and understand about the individual as opposed to uh, this is who I am and here's my business card and obviously when you go to Asia for example it's perhaps even more reserved and um, they have a very different manner of presenting business cards but also um, interacting. So you, I think we're... A th-
0: do you think that's the death of business cards, actually, what's happening at the moment? Will we will be touching business cards or is it going to be another point. way?
1: That's a good question. I'm about
0: to print mine as we've relaunched our new blogger and branding and I'm thinking, ooh, do I print business cards or do we not? Do we have sort of a QR code on our phone and we just say, just scan my phone?
1: Well, that's a frightening thought. If we have to remain <laughs> two metres apart going forward, then, yeah, business is going to be a challenge. Um... I think there's something quite nice about business cards. It's something quite traditional. So I would hope that at some point we will restore mm. normality.
0: I'll still create the QR code. I still believe I'm... I'm That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm trying to think ahead there. Um, so how do you keep saying? Because um, the, the, the thing about networking is about going out, it's about meeting people, so it's about talking to as many people as you can, getting to know what they're up to breaking some barriers um that keeps us busy Like see, sub busy like yourself you know if you're not out in the house I am um and then we regroup at the weekend and we think wow all these five days have gone past and we haven't not seen anything at it of it um so how do you keep saying what's you know we talk about lots about mindfulness nowadays uh it's a bit of a buzzing and keywords but how would you how does how is it important for you how does it apply to your life
1: well look i i 'm very conscious of one's mental health and well being it 's something i'm a, uh, I am a firm believer in. The business I work for is a large corporate that also embraces um, mindfulness well being and mental health. Um, I know you guys take it seriously at Clementine, mm. which is good um, as you know you know as humans we, we we have a proven psychological need to to belong to be accepted, and, and more importantly to connect so Clearly, the current restrictions on our movement during this lockdown is, is is putting huge pressure on on one's mental health and well-being. So, I do feel for those that are at home alone. Um, clearly, we are at home uh, as a family, which is um, in many ways great. So, to answer your question, I'm enjoying spending time with the with with the children and the family, which is good. Um, but I do miss, as you know, I do miss my. Um, sport and activity
0: um well the group one i guess those you which are doing with other friends or people that you group after work
1: yeah i think that's right and you know that is linked to networking as well in the sense that to try and bring it back to to networking is you know it doesn't have to be office-based conferencing keynote speakers you've seen a huge growth in sport-related activity-based networking events which Which I'm hugely um, passionate about and 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 enjoy, whether that be cycling, sailing, those type of events. Mm. But also if you play team sports, there is immediately a network of individuals. Some of them might work in different sectors, but some of them may, may work in the same sector. And and again that's a group of you know, ultimately, it's about building relationships and building up trust. And the majority of business mm-hmm. is enacted or is conducted on trust. So wouldn't you rather do business with people that you know and you trust?
0: Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely. Do you know, it's funny you talk about sports and networking, because I suddenly realised and all forgot that um, for, I don't know if you remember, but for my Christmas party, we invited the staff on uh, to go... A clay shooting up North uh, London at... I've forgotten what it's called now.
1: It's the West London Shooting Club. No. It was the Holland and Holland Shooting Club.
0: That's the one. <laughs> That's the Holland and Holland Shooting Club. Which we had a blast. And I have to say, I think the, the team was really surprised. Um, it was not a traditional sort of Christmas lunch or dinner. Then you get you get really boozy and, and, you know, go out really late. We just went in the morning. We had the most fabulous team exercise going, shooting in the morning. And then, yes, we had the long lunch there, but one in a fabulous surrounding. Um, and then went back home to London at the end of the day. Um, we met some amazing people on the way at this event, and I'm still in touch with quite a few of them. We actually met, I mean, the world is really, really small. I don't know if you remember the story, but one of the lovely gentlemen I met at this event for lunch um, is actually someone who live on our street. So this is where you, we connected and then we had a, we had a street party recently and and well recently a few weeks ago dare I say and um, and here he was so this is how you realize that um, the world is actually very small and it was nice to network with him on that day just small connection another another fun story I guess to share no
1: I think that, and it 's a good example it's a, again it's an activity-based event that everyone could join in it's not exclusive so yeah. it's and it's not um you know, there was a lot of diversity. Oh, yeah,
0: clearly. No, so, no, the, clearly, you no. know,
1: the girls enjoyed it as, as, as much as your guys I, did.
0: Yes, I was about to say, I don't have only girls at the agency anymore. Yeah, I
1: should say, I, for, for, <laughs> for de- de- declaration reasons, I did not attend. But, um, you know, it sounds like a good event. And, and what, I would, no, what I would say is the majority of the events that I've... If, when I've done cycling events or activity-based events, at the end of the day the friendship and rapport that you've built up with those individuals because you've faced in a way you've faced a challenge as we are facing a challenge. Now, if you've been through it together, whether it's fun or challenging, um, I think brings, brings one closer together. So that's a, that's a positive for, for, for networking.
0: No, no, absolutely. And I think it's always better to convince people you know than people you don't know. Right. So it's uh it goes along these lines. Um, typically at the moment or perhaps not at the moment what's your what's your day like
1: yeah so my typical day would start early um and I would normally cycle to work actually my commute involves a 45 minute cycle to the office to the city so I miss that greatly I miss um training in the gym I train in the gym four or five times a week so I miss that um and then it would be um, a lot of interaction. You know, I work in a large office with a lot of people on on a single floor, so there's a lot of interaction with different colleagues and, and colleagues from different um, parts of the business, um, and that is difficult to replicate remotely, as you can as you can imagine at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So, what do you miss the most at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think I miss the look. I miss cycling to work, the commute to work. Um, I miss training in the gym, I miss jiu-jitsu, I miss um, interaction with people at the office and, you know, play tennis on Thursdays, coach the children's rugby on other weekends. So it's the sports-based activity that is that is a real um, a challenge. Clearly, we're doing our own exercise and we're fortunate to have a garden and some equipment, but it does not um, compare... To either group activity or gym-based activity with a personal trainer, for example.
0: Mm. How are you managing at the moment?
1: Well, I'm keeping busy uh, as best I can. You know, as a, as a business, we are um, working effectively from uh, from our homes, uh, and that's credit to the systems that we have in place. You know, I, I suppose what I should say is that during times of crisis, we do some of our most purposeful work. Um, we might learn something new. We might forge friendships uh, or, or create. So, you know, at risk of sparing your blushes, but, you know, as a, as a small business owner, mm-hmm. you know, at the outset of this pandemic, you didn't just stand still or panic. You've led your team and your clients through crisis management, for example. You've enabled and publicised charitable work and now you've launched a podcast. So, you know, I think I would encourage people to...
0: Are you surprised?
1: No, no, I'm I'm not surprised. But I think it, it, the current situation gives one no excuse not to read the book that they're meant to be reading or to put the shelf up that they should have done, the gardening. You know, there's time. We have time now mm-hmm. uh, and we are restricted to our own household. So... Now is the time to go out and create and launch broadcasts, if that's your, you know, which is your next um, challenge. So good for you. Well, you know? thank
0: you. I just think people have got loads to say. And now newspapers are giving less opportunity. As you know, some will have been uh, made followed or, or redundant. And this is going to be tough for the media in the next couple of months or in the next months to come. So I really feel this is another way to give our clients, but also... Um, Just interesting speaker like yourself, a chance to express and to share some tips for people to carry on with their life and their career. Um, The world is going to carry on after that. We just have to adapt.
1: Look, I think you're right. And I I really hope this will never happen again. Um, We are unsure how this will last. But I think the message, as you say, is use this time wisely. Um, We keep being reminded that Isaac Newton came up with some of his best Years of wonder during social distancing, so mm. um, mm-hmm. this is your this is your moment, and um well done for the for launching the podcast.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, have you got some more examples of uh, networking events that you've attended or you'd just like to share with us?
1: yeah I, I think the the other one, apart from the event at Brummel, I think the other really good networking event I attended recently. Where we had a keynote speaker, which was a chap called Richard Mullander. Mm-hmm. Now, Richard's a former police detective and he was Scotland Yard's hostage negotiator for, for, for many years. So, he was using real life exciting examples that are not connected to my business nor your, your industry. Yes. And he set out the importance um, for all of us in our perhaps professional and personal roles to, to listen. Obviously, as a hostage negotiator, he was really there to to listen to to the the demands. That's
0: fascinating. That looks like the series we're currently watching on TV. Yes, yes, <laughs>
1: it's, it's it's um it's similar to uh, the heist on ne- on on which on is Netflix. brilliant. Sorry, I'll um, stop you there. But 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 you're right. Look, he's the reason it was so useful is because when you have a challenging and exciting speaker or someone who there's a lot of interaction as well, he would. For example, he would tell a story and then ask you some critical questions. And what you realise is that people rarely are paying much attention. Um, so I would, you know, look him out on on YouTube. Richard Mullander. He's mm. got a book called Rediscovering the the Lost Art of Listening, which um, I would also recommend.
0: So that's the next delivery to arrive at home. Is
1: that- yeah, I'm going to buy it for <laughs> for us.
0: Yes, thank you. Do you have any advice about networking that you would like to share before we close this podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, the advice I would give, as I mentioned earlier, would be to push yourself outside your comfort zone, um, you know, be brave and approach people. As I say, break the ice. um, Most people are in the same situation as as, as you. So Mm -hmm. ask lots of questions if there is a keynote speaker use that as um a method to 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 break the ice or to ask questions mm. um but mostly be yourself and 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 be open
0: that's a nice one be yourself yes i will add that to my to all my podcast but thank you so much Paul thank you uh, thank you for joining us thank you for joining me today um what i would like is to invite you to join me to further interview to interview further guests yes, so of course. um we are meeting tomorrow the sports editor of the sun
1: That's right Martin Lipton
0: Martin Lipton so we will be together talking to Martin for our next podcast to come out in a couple of days. Thanks again for joining me today.
1: Thank you.